This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Bailey Palmer. I am most importantly a wife and a mother, and I'm also an esthetician, um, a business owner. So that's been kind of my, well, mom and business owner has been this year, like my greatest accomplishment. So, um, but mom and wife first, and then esthetician second. So I feel like you mentioned, you asked me what I want to talk about. Um, There's so much to talk about. I mean, gosh, you think I'm 29 years old and I just think of all the different chapters of my life and I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. Um, But I guess the most important thing about me, I feel like something that that is present in my everyday life is that I lost my mom at 11 years old to a car accident. It's, I hate to say it's a good story because that sounds so like yucky, but it is something that I don't mind talking about because I feel like it is why why I am who I am. Like it completely is, it defines me. And um, I guess my biggest takeaway from all of this is that I don't want to tell this like sad, depressing story where people pity me. I just want people to see that you can still have, like you can be at, I guess, your rock bottom and you can come out on top and you can like not let those things define you. So that's kind of my, what I want, I guess my biggest takeaway to be from all of this. Yeah. Are you comfortable sharing with us um, the story? Yeah. 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 So I might get a little shaky. I'm like the world's biggest crier. (laughs) Um, So I was 11 years old. And so that is your sixth grade year. So big transition for me. I went to an elementary school where not a lot of people went to my middle school. So I made basically all new friends in sixth grade. So I had a really hard transition. Like before anything, I like hated going to school. I just, just did not like school at all. Well, when I started sixth grade, I actually, we found out my mom had cancer, had breast cancer. So I had this like sense of impending doom as it was that my mom was going to die. Like I just I hated leaving her. I played hooky all the time. Like I was constantly in the counselor's office, just, just, I was an emotional wreck. Like I just, I mean, you, you're 11, you find out someone has cancer, they're going to die. You know, that's yeah. all you think. Well, she beat the cancer. And then she, so this was in November of 2005. I played hooky, of course, because I always felt like something was going to happen to her. And she, um, she was working in Natchitoches this day. So we were driving back from Natchitoches. Um, we were going I-49 North. And she actually had gotten gas in Natchitoches. And this was like back when, like, she kept swiping her card. Something wasn't working. So it, like, charged her card a million times. The bank was shutting her card down. So anyways, they called her on the way home. And she pulled over on the side of the road to get a receipt out of her purse that was in the back seat. So while we were pulled over on the shoulder... It was the Stonewall exit. So that's how close we were to being home. We were so close. Like, and we could see the Stonewall exit sign. Like, you know, it's just, why didn't she pull off the exit? Why did she have to stop right then? There's just so many things. You're just like, why did this happen the way it happened? Um, But a guy in a pickup truck swerved off the road and hit us from behind going, I think it was like 84 miles an hour. Oh my gosh. And I was in the front passenger seat and I did not have a scratch on my body. Like, not a broken bone, not, I don't even know if I lost consciousness. Like, I feel like I didn't because I feel like I remember it, but I literally like got up and walked away. And that was on a Tuesday. They airlifted her. I mean, they, she was never herself again. I mean, it was just a matter of we had to make a decision. Like, you just knew that even if she did come back, was she going to be herself? Like, was that going to be the same person? So, 
the wreck happened on a Tuesday and I was in the hospital. They kept me, of course. I had to ride in the ambulance with a guy that hit us. Oh my God. I remember, like, I remember that so clearly. And I remember there's a lot of really strange things I remember, but he, we had to go to different hospitals. It was this big deal. Anyways, we had to ride in the same ambulance, but I get, we go, I go to LSU and my peds nurse was like literally a, a godsend. He, they called him Batman. He was just like six, five, like huge bald headed guy. Like he yeah. was so cool. And the night that I got there, she wasn't in any condition to be seen. Like she was, she wasn't stable enough for me to like go visit her and I see you. And they got her stable in the middle of the night. And this nurse literally like scooped me up out of my bed. I was literally asleep and he ran. I had glass in my feet, so I couldn't walk. Like they were still trying to get that stuff out of my feet. And he sprinted through LSU so I could see my mom before they pulled the plug. Anyways, we weirdly enough reconnected last year. And it was just like, it's all just like crazy God things. Like I did not have a scratch on my body. If my brother had been in the car, he would not have made it. There's no way. Yeah. Um, and it's just so crazy to think that in in the same sitting that something that would have taken that took someone's life, I walked away from it. It's just like nuts. It's wild. Yeah. So she passed away two days later. I was eleven. Um, my parents were still married. On paper, they were married. He, yeah. my dad worked out of town, and um, I mean, he moved back, and he he did the best he could. But um, it was just a huge, huge life change. I, I remember thinking like. I was moving in with someone that I like didn't know no. near as well as my mom. Yeah. She was, you know, like our best friend. You moved in with your dad? So he was working at the time. He was working out of town. So he he just came back home. Like he was just working um, somewhere up north. I don't know. But he never like moved out or anything. It was just like he was our sole, sole parent at that point. Normally it was just me, my brother, and my mom. And so he had to like quit his job like, immediately you know and come back home and um be a dad and take care of us how was your life after that it's funny I look at my life in two chapters so I look at my life like pre-mom post-mom and it really is so crazy to me how much she instilled in me in 11 years like I have the I feel like I have such good roots from her and you would think that like when you think of an 11 year old you'd think that oh they're not going to remember this so they're not and you 100% do like I remember everything from that time in my life and um I guess pre like with my mom there was definitely a lot more family you know she was kind of like the glue you know she she cooked she had the parties she had she hosted Christmas she hosted Thanksgiving and it was just after it just wasn't the same, you know, it was nothing was ever the same in the sense of family, I guess. Yeah. Um, but overall it just, um, in the 11 years that she was in my life, she instilled like deep faith in our lives. And I always think like, what if I had not had a relationship with God at that, when that happened to me? Cause you hear about that often people that go through really traumatic experiences and they are angry and they actually turn away from their faith and turn away from God um, so it's just, I, it's like, I look back, I think about like little 11 year old me and I'm like, you go girl. Like yeah. you really like made the best of it and you didn't let it get you down. And I mean, I was a typical little 11 year old that still had your middle school, high school struggles. But overall, I think that I, I literally credit everything to her. Like even every single thing I do today, I'm like, I hear her, I feel her. Like she taught me everything I know. I feel like she was raised Christian. They were raised Southern Baptist. Um, we grew up going to church and, you know, the typical vacation Bible school, kind of just your, I guess, going through the motions with things. And I mean, I did actually read a lot back then. So I feel like that's kind of what kept my faith um, in place. And my dad, that was something my, that was important to my dad. We kept going to church. We uh, we stayed involved as much as we could. And I definitely feel like I fell off from probably high school to like last year, literally. And um you're just, you grow up and you, your priorities change. And, yeah. and, you know, I was in college, I was boy crazy. I was partying, I was doing all the things. And, um, and my husband, he was also raised Christian. He went to Calvary for school, but we just, it just like, wasn't a priority in our life. Like we both knew God, we talked about it. We prayed, you know, that was, we were very, um, surface level, but we both weren't super sure about religion, I guess. It was yeah. kind of where we were, unsure. He had a lot of, um, 
sorry, Hunter, if I'm not supposed to talk about this, but he no, had a lot good. of... No. You're, you're welcome to talk about it. Okay, good. He had a lot of like religious trauma, I guess, from where he went to school and just kind of the leaders that were around him. So every time we'd go to a church, if there was even like a hint of something that reminded him of, of high school or like someone from like a leadership position that he was around when he was younger, he was out. Yeah, so, it would trigger him. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he was super triggered. And it was like, we would fight. We we're fighting about church. And I'm like, this is so frustrating. And then it makes you not want to even try. You're like, forget it. Like, yeah. I was just like, I guess I'm going to have my church and then you're going to do what you want to do. But um, it wasn't until I got pregnant that we were like, okay, like, let's get serious. Like, we need to find a church home and have a little bit of stability because raising our our son in the church was like, number one in our life at that point. How were you able to find a church for you that fit both your needs and his? Oh my gosh. I'm I'm not joking. I think it was like a three-year journey. I think we tried like five, maybe six churches. And um, well, COVID was, we were part of COVID. So like that was, that was like a huge issue. We were watching everything online and it definitely was a little bit of a difficulty. Like you don't feel the presence of like, I mean, church is your people, you know, it's like your community and you don't have that. You yeah. didn't have that during COVID. We were stripped of that in every, I mean, all of us were in every aspect of life. So after, after that, we, like I said, we would fight and we just happened to try a church that we had tried one time during COVID. It was like, we tried it the very first time the world opened back up and when we went the first time. It was awkward. We were like all six feet apart, every other seat. Like we couldn't even sit by each other. It was like so weird. So we had a bad taste in our mouth from the beginning. We were like, let's give it one more try. It's been two years, basically. And so we tried Celebration Church, and it's non-denominational. And I think that's where we found the mark. Um, We, like I said, we both were raised Baptist. So it was just, we just had a bad taste about religion, I think, is where it kind of came in. And so we went there, and it was just, I like videos. Like, I'm a visual learner. They did the perfect amount of videos. The pastor spoke from the Bible. That was important to us. Um, I think sometimes you can get almost like inspirational speakers instead of people that are actually preaching the word. So we just found that common ground and, um, we walked out of church that Sunday. And again, I'm just like waiting for us to get in a fight or like yeah. waiting for him to say something he didn't like. And we both like loved it. And we've been like, I mean, not every Sunday, but we've, we've never tried anything since then. Yeah. Um, since trying that church, like I said, I was pregnant and we joined a small group. So we, which was, that's really, I think what sealed the deal it just was, it was super intimate. There's about, I guess, 16 of us, 14 of us, all couples engaged or married. And, you know, you think of Christians as these perfect people, you know, and it's intimidating. And especially like we had been away from the church for our whole adult life, essentially. And you, we still like to have fun, you know, like, yeah. and that's okay. And so we meet these people that are like, all, we're all going through the same thing and we're all Christians and God loves us all. And it's like, okay, like the judgment, the barrier was down and it was just really nice. Um, I think we were both scared of like finding a church and people being like, oh, they drink wine or like, yeah. oh, they yeah. uh, stay out past 11. Yeah. And it wasn't like that at all. Like that was like Celebration Church was amazing and they love and welcome everybody. There's young, old, black, white, Hispanic, like everything. Like it was just, that was important to us. Like I didn't want to just go to an all white church. Like that's just like not indicative of God's love to us. And um, you hear about that, people yeah. turning away or, you know, not welcoming people of color and, and celebration is like the opposite. So we loved it and we've been ever since. So when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, my family were actually looking for a church Aww. and it's been it's been so long. Like you said, like we've pretty much like kind of given up. Yeah. No, we had to. Like I said, I'm like, I'm not gonna argue yeah. with you about God. Like this is absurd. Yeah. And like we have faith and we believe in God. Yeah. Um I grew up um Catholic okay. and um we instill it to our children too, but it's just it's hard for us to find a church that we feel welcome. So I'm probably yeah. gonna No, please. Check that. Yeah. I'm telling you, check we the felt the out. same way. A lot of great churches. It was just either I liked it or he liked it. It was just 
we had to both like it. You know, we did, I wanted us to go together. Um, I really can't say enough good things about Celebration Church. I really like the, the, um, what am I looking for? The group of young adults that yeah. are there. And they really do also put a lot of emphasis on the uh, children's program because they, they believe that, you know, our children are the future. Like yes. what we are teaching them is going to be, I mean, you, we live on through our children and our children's children. So I think that's super cool. I mean, I was saved when I was in fifth grade. So, you know, that is important, like where you are at that age in your life. So, um, and then I was rebaptized again while I was pregnant. So nice. all fun stuff. I love it. You should come for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, um, you talk about having your son. Mm -hmm. How was that? How was your first pregnancy? Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is where I'll like ball my eyes out because yeah. this is, motherhood has just been the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. And it's so funny because I didn't like dread it, but I was just like, okay, we're going to have to like really change our life. And you do, you, you mourn a version of yourself that I'm not that same person, you know, and it's okay. It's not a bad thing. I think while I was pregnant, I, I had a really emotional pregnancy. I just, my hormones were just not my friend. Like yeah. by any means I had I just was super emotional. And I think it was because I felt like I was losing the cool, fun, like skinny, like person. And you're just not your life anymore. And yeah. I thought it was going to be bad, but it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And um, I really feared like not connecting with him or you just hear about that. Like, you yeah. know, like people just taking a while. I have a friend who it took her like a year to like really feel that connection with her son. And I just feared that so much, but it was just like a mother's instinct is like truly like a, like a superpower. Like yeah. it is crazy. So great pregnancy. I had great, a great doctor. My husband was great to me through the whole thing. I've really had no complications or anything. Um, and then labor was great. I mean, I literally have nothing to complain about. I would, I would get pregnant tomorrow if I could, <laughs> but my husband's like, absolutely not. Yeah. So, um, but it was good. I want, and I wanted a girl so bad because I wanted that mother daughter relationship. Like my mom and I had, I was devastated. Like Aww. I was really upset that yeah. it was a boy. I think that was another reason I was upset during my pregnancy. Cause I just always envisioned having a little girl and now I like literally cannot imagine anything else. So yeah. do you have boys or girls? I have two, two girls and one boy. And it's funny how you say that because um, a lot of the times mother, they wish they had, they would have like a girl or whatever, yeah. but they would have the opposite. Yes. Like yeah. it's so funny with like with my sister, her first pregnancy, she was like, I'm going to have a girl. I want a girl. And then yeah. she had a boy. And then she was like, you know what? I want another boy. Yeah. And then she ended up having a, a girl. girl. Of course. Yeah. And I knew I was like, of course, I want a girl so bad that I'm going to get a little boy in. But Again, I just can't imagine anything else. And whatever comes next, I'll take a boy or a girl. I don't care. Yeah. Because I did not expect to be, him to be so sweet and just, yeah. he's he's awesome. Best thing I ever did, for sure. <laughs> How old is he? He will be seven months on New Year's Eve. After giving birth to him, how was your life from being single and then married and then having your son? So I feel like my the very, very first thing that just popped in my head when you said that was my career. Um, single, I was like balls to the wall career. Like I, yeah. I worked, um, for the hockey team in town, the okay. mud bugs. And it was, I mean, every, every event is a Friday and Saturday night. So you're there till 11 o'clock midnight at night. And it was fun, like so fun. And I couldn't have done that with a husband or a kid, you know? Yeah. So I worked a lot then and I loved my job and I was, you know, it was, it was a good situation. Well, then I did not work a lot as much married. So when I got married, he, he just wanted me happy. Like he just like, whatever you want to do. I worked for a couple of years. I went to esthetician school, um, while I guess we married. Yeah. Right after we got married and, um, worked for a couple of years and then, uh, left that position. And that's when I found out I was pregnant and my plan was to open up my own business then. And I literally found out I was pregnant. I was like, I cannot do both. Like, I don't want to be working, starting like starting a, a company while I'm in my first trimester or anything like that. So I just took a year off and it was yeah. amazing. And so when I had him, it's almost, it like sparked a new, um, like fire in me for my career. And I didn't think I'd ever get that fire back. And he like almost gave me a purpose again. So I had him in May and, um, the girl that I work for, she approached me, I guess in probably June and I had no plans of going back to work. And she was like, all right, I'm opening up a spa. Like, do you want a room? And I was like, I'm not ready. Like, I want to spend time with him. Like, we we didn't have daycare or anything lined up. And the more I thought about it and like prayed about it, I was like, 
no, I went to school. Like I'm, I'm good at what I do. I want to practice and I want to prove to like, I want to show my son like work ethic. And I want to, you know, that was important to me because that was really shown for us growing up. So I went back to work in September and it's been so fulfilling on the other hand, you know, like I'm fulfilled by my family, but then also it's like a personal fulfillment to own your own business and to getting, getting $20 from a client is like a million (laughs) dollars. You're like, Oh my gosh, I worked for that. So it's been really good. It's definitely kind of given me life again. So I love it. Nice. Um, So where do you work at? Where's your um, salon at? So it's actually, it's high maintenance beauty group. It's like two minutes down the road. Um, Okay. But it's in the same shopping center as Lewis gifts and the new Pepitos. So we are, um, there's eight of us, I believe. So there's hair, nails, um, estheticians, and I do spray tans, facials, uh, brows, a little bit of waxing. Um, and that's not what I used to do. So it's kind of cool. I'm like almost learning a whole new part of, of the aesthetics world. Um, mm-hmm. And the group is just such a fun group. We all make our own hours. I can, like he's out of school next week, so I can just take off the week, you know? So I, that was super important to me. Um, I, I could never go back to an eight to five. Like yeah. there's just no way. Yeah. I love that I'm my own boss. Yeah, <laughs> that was That was like, the older I get, the more I realize how important like freedom was for me in a, in the workplace. Yeah. I think with us being in the beauty industry, mm-hmm. it's, it's easier for us to manage our own time. And cause like with me, and that's the next question that I want to ask you yeah. too about mom guilt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a working mom guilt. No, it's so hard. I was talking to a friend today about that and she's trying to decide if she wants to quit her job or not. And she's like, I come home. I'm in a bad mood because I'm tired. They're hungry. I don't have time to cook a good dinner. And he's starting to eat food. And I'm like, I want to cook him like a nutritional meal. I don't want to just like give him, I've given him pancakes, I swear, every night this week. I'm like, (laughs) okay, I need to figure out how to make something else. But um, it is like, there's no, no matter what I do, I feel guilty. I went out of town this weekend, felt guilty. And I'm like, I need this though. Like it's, it's so hard to put yourself first or to even really do anything for yourself. Even right now, I'm like, should I be home? Like, but I'm like, no, like I want to do this. Like, it's fun, you know? So I think so much of a little, trying to alleviate a little my mom guilt is like a good partner. And my husband's really helpful with them. um, And I'm grateful that I have that, but I'm still probably about to cut back on work because I still, I feel so guilty that I'm not home as much. So Yeah. yeah, it's, it's a whole, again, with motherhood, it's a, whole new conversation that I've never even had before or a feeling that you've never experienced and you just want to give them the world. But yeah. it's hard because you're like, okay, I have to work to give you money to buy you things, but I want to be here with you. It's it's just really hard. Yeah. It's, you have to yeah. make sure that you have, you have that balance. Yeah. How long do you work for? My, so my schedule kind of varies. I usually do three days a week. That's what I'm okay. trying to do right now. Yeah. Of course, I usually don't work Mondays. I went in today for people I know because I can't say no. Yeah. So, uh, 2024 goals, working on boundaries. Um, <laughs> but I do three days a week. So I do usually do Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Fridays are super busy. Um, but I'm like, I want the week. I want to take Friday. Also, I have a longer weekend. So anyways, it's it's hard. And then I also do social media uh, marketing on the side. Nice. And that's super flexible. I can, I was like working this morning, like 5 a.m. when he woke me up at the crack of dawn. So yeah. I love that. That's really easy. And um, rewarding too. Nice. So. so with your social media business, is that for you? Or are you working for somebody else? I work for, uh, Miranda Crow is her name and the business's name is the socialite. So she, um, she, it's me, her, and then another girl who's over in Texas. And we kind of all do different parts of, uh, the company. So Miranda's really good at graphic design and really creative. And I feel like I'm more, um, I'm better at educating and writing. I really like to write. So we kind of like tag team some accounts where maybe she'll make a graphic and I'll write the caption. Like she'll draft it for me and I'll write the caption. So um, it's been good to really kind of focus on something that I do enjoy to do because I've done social media in every job I've ever since college that I've had. So um, my degree, my college degree is in marketing. So but that's also hard because I'm like, I'm almost 30 and I cannot keep up with these trends. And I'm, telling you, I'm yeah. old. <laughs> no, I'm 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 turning um 32 yeah. next year. And um, I mean, I've been doing this, but I feel like you wake up the next day and then you see that Instagram changed their whole yep. algorithm or whatever. Yep. It's like you constantly have to keep up, especially with business businesses. Yeah. I feel like it's so important, like social media and so is so important yeah. for your business. If you can. Can you go a little bit more like how 
how important it is for business since you see it every single day and you manage other businesses as well? Yeah, for sure. It's funny because I do my accounts and my business is always the last on my list. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that should be the first on my list, but it's yeah. not. But it is so important. Like the the amount people need accessibility, the more they see you, the the more you're in the front of their mind, the more they're going to book with you, they're going to spend money with you. People, I mean, I'm sure you have social media friends almost, you yes. know, like we had not met until today. Yeah, we literally today, were social media friends. Time. Yeah. So that just goes to show you how important just being present is. Yeah. And then it kind of goes back to the mom guilt. I'm like, I need to get off my phone, yeah. you know? And um, last year, I guess the first three weeks, I did a 21-day cleanse off my phone and it was amazing. Really? I wasn't working at yeah. the time and I didn't have my son yet, but I want to do that again. But I'm like, my business, like, I don't want to yeah. not post on my business. So it is make or break. And yeah. and even as the the consumer, you look up a, a business and they don't, you can't find them on Facebook or Instagram. I'm probably not even going to keep looking after that. Yeah. So um, consistency is, I think, just the number one thing. You don't have to, you know, hone in on some crazy graphic that does X, Y, and Z. Just post, like, just be on the timeline. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of um, a lot of the times people connect with the business owner or the, the people in the business instead of the business. Yes. So I think it's so important to put yourself out there business wise and also like um, being personal mm -hmm. with them as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I try to I'll, like I said, I go through I'm in and out with my I need to be so much more consistent. I need to practice what I preach. But um, I try to be seen on my page like I want. Like when they go to my page, I want them to know exactly, like you said, the, who the business owner is. I mean, we're, a, I'm a one man show, you know, I'm, I'm all the things. So I want them to feel like they know me. Yeah. And it's been so fun because I've gotten so many new people that have just seen me on my Instagram. They're like, oh, so-and-so recommended you. And, yeah. and I, and it's not awkward or anything. Cause I feel like they think they kind of already know me a little bit. So yes, just create like a character almost, you know, like just be yourself and people love that. And they, they just. That's, I got someone tell me the other day, they're like, I love that you don't use filters on your stuff. I'm yeah. like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we, I'm not about to look like this. And then you come in and meet me and you're like, who is that? Like yeah. catfish people. So just be yourself. That's like, that to me is like the key to like success in the business. Social media, the internet is literally the future. Cause I mean, yeah. I think that's how we pretty much got connected. Mm -hmm. We've been friends on Facebook for a very long time, but yeah. we've never really met. Yeah. But I mean, I've, I've seen your posts yeah. and all this and all your business, your, and all that. So I know yeah. I'll always, people will be like, how do you know Sensei? And I'm like, I don't even know if I've met them before. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, we're, I like their stuff because I don't know. I like their kid. Their kid's cute or whatever. So it is funny. Like, what a weird world we live in. Yeah. But it works. And I mean, yeah, you had posted about the podcast. And um, like I said, I feel like there's like a jillion things I can talk about. And I like to talk. So I was like, I'm going to get on the podcast. Yeah. Tell my story. I feel like it is so easy. I see this a lot, again, on social media. People are... They play the victim a lot. We are all <laughs> going through something and it is so easy to sulk and to like think, okay, like this is the end of the world. But what you make of that circumstance is is what defines you. Like when my mom died, I could have gotten, I mean, I hate to use the word depressed because that is very fluid, but I could have turned out bad. I could have gone to drugs. I could have you know, whatever, gone to boys or whatever like that. But just as life has gone on, I never let me not having a mom ruin my, my day or, you know, I let it def define me. Like I'm, I'm going to be a better mom because of how awesome my mom was. I'm going to tell my son about my mom, you know, just in general, I wish people would not fall victim to their circumstances and almost use it as fuel to get out of that rut and to be better, you know? Yeah. And, you know, my faith, like I said, has gotten me through so much of that. And I walked away so long, like for so long from it and I came right back and he was still there waiting with open arms. Yeah. So I think that's just important. Like, just keep going. Like, don't let your circumstances like bring you down or just like end your drive. Like, keep going. Yeah. Because um, a lot of the times, like like you said, a lot of um, sometimes, you know, people would play the victim. I yes. mean, everybody has their troubles. Everybody has their trauma. I mean, I have my own trauma. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you put your mind in that situation and be like, is this how I want to live? Yeah. 
is this is this how I want my life to be? Mm-hmm. And me, I've decided and I my mind decided yeah. like no, this is not this is not where I want to be. I want to keep growing and growing and growing and also like I owe it to my kids a lot. 100%. Because they deserve more than everything that um that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up because growing up really I did not have anything yeah <laughs> coming here I didn't really have anything we didn't have anything we started from the bottom how old were you when you came here um well six just six years ago oh so, my gosh that's awesome yeah so the whole six years that um we've been here it's just like a lot of the times people talk crap about Treeport yeah and how bad of a city it is yeah but with me or like just from my experience it's not it's your home now yeah. yeah and like there's there's really business out here there's a lot of opportunity here you just have to keep looking and trying to pursue and make sure that you are you know just your mind is in the right the right track yeah no <laughs> i will defend shreveport till my last breath yeah. like i love shreveport i hate when people talk bad about it i mean there's going to be crime and this or that in any any city you go to. And yeah, if you're living in a bad part of town and you're out at 2 a.m., like, you know, if you're looking for it or, you know, just be smart with what yeah. you're doing. And like you said, the business here, it, it's here. And I've been blown away with even not not just my business, but all the girls I work with, the foot traffic. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm shocked at the expendable income that people have in this yeah. town. We're going to raise our kids here. You know, I want the city to be good. And um, I think one of the best parts of Shreveport is the school system and like how like we don't have to send him to private if we don't want to because our public schools, the magnet program is amazing. Yes. My kids go to magnet school. Yeah. yeah. That's how I, I grew up. I mean, I was in magnet my whole life. And I mean, I feel like I got a pretty good education and was able to go to college and get a good ACT score. And I don't know. I just, I'm with you. I hate when people talk bad about Shreveport. I'm like, yeah. you're not even trying to find anything to do. There's so much to do every yeah. single weekend. Yeah. Because when I first came here, I was scouting out, um, well, when we first opened the nail salon, I was scouting out nail techs yeah. and I would go on to the Louisiana board of cosmetology and I kept um, going down until I see Shreveport and then I'll That's find them on money. Yeah, yeah. I'll find them because it's so hard to find nail techs. Yeah. I don't know why, but, or actually I do know why, because um, they just stop they leave. working. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, I would contact a few and then I'm like, Hey, you know, and then they'll be like, Oh, I don't do nails anymore. I'm, you know, working nine to five and then I'll be like can I ask why and then they'll be like they're just there's just not enough business out here that's crazy I can't imagine going to school for something and just having to throw in the towel because I hate that I mean I'm not saying they weren't trying but it just is like can you imagine that just that's that's yeah. I hate that for them and like with my sister she just she just graduated nail school and she was just so worried about not, you know, having any clients or whatever. Yeah. And I just said, just use me as an example. Yeah. I came here with no contacts, no, not knowing anybody. Yeah. And I was, you know, able to um, build up my clientele and then mm-hmm. open up a nail salon and then do that, do the same thing for the nail techs that's working for us. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah. And also it's a lot of um, the drive if how it's, it's how bad, you know, you want yep. it. If you only want to take like one, one to two clients a day, mm-hmm. that's how much you're going to work. And yeah. that's not going to, that's not going to help no. you pay your bills yeah. and get you food and mm-hmm. everything like that. So There's, I can always, there's a direct correlation. I can always tell when I'm on social media and posting and I'm in a better headspace, I get appointments. Yeah. And if I kind of get like a couple of days where I'm not feeling it, I'm not posting, there will be a couple of days that people aren't booking. You know, it is, it is your drive. My husband said that to me the other day. He was like have you even really been trying? And I'm like, you're yeah. right. I can't complain that I had a slow week because I wasn't even, you know, posting. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, oh, the, this podcast is a perfect example. I mean, you have to start somewhere, you yeah. know, maybe in a year, this will be like viral on the, on yeah. the top charts. You know, you just, you have to start somewhere. And I think that's where a lot of people, they can't get over that hurdle of starting yeah. from scratch and it is hard, um, but you do have to start somewhere. Yeah. So I'm and- with you. The reason why I wanted to start this podcast is um, for for this to grow locally so that I can help um, small business owners so they can come here and tell their story. Like I said, most of the time people um, relate to the people that's working in the business, yeah. not just the business is the, you know, the business owner and then whoever's working there for sure. And, you know, so that they can, I can help them kind of promote their business and what they're about and what they're, 
business is about. Yeah. Because, um, like you said earlier, um, when you're not posting, mm-hmm. you you feel like, you know, or you don't get any clients. Yeah. And that's with me. Even though I get booked out six months in advance, I'm posting every single day. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm... I see I, every <laughs> single day I see yeah. something you post. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And I show them, hey, I'm still working here. Yeah. Even though, like, on my bio, I'm not taking any clients. I'm yeah. still posting. Because if that one client falls off, mm-hmm. I have a backup. So every time I post, hey, I'm taking a new, I'm taking new clients. Mm-hmm. And then people would just jump right into it. Yeah. So I think... um. People in the service industry, that's just something that they need to do. And like, you know, I get crap about it too because they'll yeah. be like, why are you well, yeah. posting? Like, yeah, like, I can't even get with you. Yeah, you're or like you're already too busy. You don't mm-hmm. need the clients. I'm like, and then I'll just be like, I don't need the clients now. But later on in the future, I might need them. Yeah. So. And like you said, like if you you have you own a business and you have nail techs under you, so it's still beneficial because you can recommend your nail techs, and that's still that helps them, that helps you. Like it just brings everybody up. So, yeah, st- staying present, and staying relevant is good. Whether you're like you said, booked six months out, or you have an opening tomorrow at nine a.m., you know, yes. like you still need to be posting. Yeah. I'm with you. It's hard out here for small business owners. Yeah, it's really hard. There's but... no like book. I feel like I I was I've been shocked at um the. I guess the main thing that I was shocked by was the cancellations. I immediately started requiring a card on file. Yeah. Because so you've never done that? No. Did you just start I, doing I, I that now? So I didn't even start taking appointments until September 29th. Yeah. I was at a doctor's office before, so I, they scheduled for me. So this is, I had to start my square, like everything on my yeah. own. So my first day was September 29th. And I was on my, this was like, I don't know, maybe October, November. I was like on the way to the salon and they canceled as I was on the way. I'm yeah. like, okay, that won't happen to me again. Like I just spent, you know, I took my kids to daycare. I just got up and got ready. And it was someone I'd never even met. I don't even know who it was, but I was like, I'm going to, I'm starting to require a card on file right now. And if that intimidates you, then you're probably not the best client for me. Yeah. Um, and I have gotten zero pushback, like not a single person. And I've asked a few people, I'm like, was it, was it easy? Was it user-friendly? And they're like, oh, it was great. And then yeah. I get to just hit card on file, check them out. And it protects me. I, I respect your time. You respect my time. Um, it's a two-way street when you're taking appointments like that. Yes. Yeah. So. We've been doing appointments um, ever since we opened, which um, was about four years ago. Yeah. And a lot of the time, a lot of the times, um, people won't book with us because they have to put their card on file, mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, "Well, I don't want to get um, like hacked or something." Yeah, hacked. And I'm like, "Well, this is just you know, if you want to book it, if you want to book an appointment, yeah, you know, that's 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 what that's we the require. rule, yeah, yeah." But sometimes we do let it slide because we're like, or like you know, my uh, my nail techs. Most of the time, they're like, you know, they really need clients. So yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll just take them in. They'll um, put them down on the books without no card on file. And then they get screwed over. So I've learned. I've I've never, like, I've never bucked at putting my card on file. I don't understand. Like, is that a thing that people get their cards hacked when they're on file somewhere? I'm not sure. Because, I mean, look, Cash App, look. Uh, Venmo, even, yeah. anything. They, you're going to get hacked. You can get yeah. hacked on there, too. Yeah. That is so odd to me. Yeah. I, people are crazy. I yeah. think they half the time it's usually they probably don't have the funds maybe at the time. I don't know. Either yeah. way, like I said, it, it rules out. It gives you the right clientele and yeah. like people that are going to respect your time. Just like you wouldn't cancel on someone an hour before for no reason. Yeah. So. And look, if you go to a doctor's office and if you cancel on the day of or a few minutes, they'll charge your yep. card too. Yep. 100%. So it's, I feel like, especially like the one in the beauty industry, mm-hmm. we're not taken so seriously. Yeah. For sure. So um, now that a lot of um, people in the beauty industry, they're implementing that, I feel like that's that's been a game changer Yeah. for the um, service provider and also the, the consumer. Yeah. Do you also have a policy? I have a, I think it's a, it's a 24. I think I just do a 24 hour policy. 24 hour, okay. I haven't had to enforce it yet. And, you know, there's some people that I like are regulars and if they're sick or whatever, yeah. I don't really enforce it. But I will if I have to, I yeah. guess. I guess it's kind of there just in case. Yeah. Um, the biggest policy I've had to enforce has been about products because I sell skincare too. And, um, you know, you can't use a product and like two weeks later, say you're having a reaction and try to bring it back. Like yeah. that, you know, so <laughs> I have a policy about that. I learned that the hard way. Um, so those are just little things that like I figured out along the way. And I know 
like I said, I just started in September doing all this. So I can only imagine what I'm going to learn between now and next September. So it's all just a learning process. And it's a lot. And I'm being a mom and I'm being a wife and I'm doing social media. So it's just been, um, it's fun. I like being busy, but it's also like, okay, I also want to like live on a farm and raise chickens and like turn my <laughs> phone off. So yeah. there's no in between. Yeah. There was this one time where like my phone broke for like a whole week and everybody just went crazy. Like I bet you loved it though. I loved yep. it. I do not like have yeah. the only reason why I have my phone is because of my business. Yeah. That's it. Like I talk to my sister, my brother my 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 brothers and my husband. And yeah. that's it. That's who I talk to. I know. I need, I need my phone for my camera because I take a jillion pictures a day. And then, yeah, I wish I could just do it for my business. Yeah. And it's just so easy to get caught up in like scrolling or like monot. It's just so monotonous. And I saw a girl uh, post the other day about how, what did she say? Not your, how the do- it messes with your dopamine, yeah. like in your brain, like the more you're just sitting there scrolling, like you're not giving yourself anything. Like it's not helping you at all. And it's like tied to so much anxiety and depression. And you're literally looking at someone's highlight reel of their life and comparing yeah. that's been actually a probably comparison yeah. yes the hardest thing about having a baby there's all these babies that are his age and I'm like wait why are they doing this and this and this and he's not yet like and I'm like what I'm comparing my child like that's what is wrong with me yeah. so that has been a huge hurdle as a mother social media has like wrecked me because he wasn't like a huge baby or like you know and like they tell you the percentile mm-hmm. and all that stuff and it just doesn't matter. Like he's healthy, you know, but, but in your mind, you're like, wait, they're in the 95th percentile and he's in the 50th. Like what's wrong with them? And there's nothing wrong with them. Like we don't know what percentile we were in. Yeah. So yeah, social media, it's like the good, bad, ugly for sure. Yeah. And I feel like even just a regular person, we, we tend to compare ourselves to the people that's online, but working in the service industry, I talk to so many people every day. Yeah. And it's just sad and it's also crazy because they would be posting happy pictures, good pictures, good relationships, all this and all that. But in person, they're just really sad. Yeah, no, for sure. They're having all these troubles and all these just, that's why like I tell, even like, because my my daughter, she's 12 12 years old. Oh my gosh. I cannot, can you imagine being 12 with the social media that we have now? Yeah. That's sad. It's it's just really sad. Yeah. And like. And um, I think it's just so important talking to your your kids yeah. about it and reassuring them and making, you know, letting them know that what you see online, it's not real. No, it's, it's not. It's literally somebody's movie. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> trying to, I, I even catch myself, I'll be posting something. I'm like, who am I posting this for? Like, nobody cares about this. Or like, yeah. I'm literally, am I bragging? Like, you know, like you have to really check yourself. And like you said, the service industry um, we get a lot of, like you said, the sad stuff. Like we get people's real life. Yeah. I had a client, um, she was a social worker. She lived in Nashville. She was in town, but she was telling me how in Nashville, they had a group through the, like, I guess the social working company that was just for people in the beauty industry, because we are usually the first to hear about domestic violence, any yes. type of abuse, like, we take on so much like weight of people's life. Like we're their therapists, you know, and we just have to shake it off. Like, and we don't get to like decompress really, like, especially like I know how booked you are. You're just back to back to back and you're here and you have to just shake it off. You're like, okay, I didn't just hear about that. Like, and I thought that was like so interesting. I was like, wow, we really do hear. I can think of someone that, you know, they, yeah, they've told me about domestic violence and I see them still together and I'm like, you know, it's just, yeah. like you said, social sad. media, it is, it's so sad and you want the best for everybody, everybody. but yeah, you see what they're posting and it's just not real. It yeah. is sad. There are times though, where like somebody would just voluntarily tell me about like their traumas or like what's, yeah. what's going on with their life. I remember this, this one time because we've, we've gotten close. You, you get so close for with sure. your, your clients and you know, you treat them um, as friends or family. Yeah. And um, she told me this one thing that's happening into her life and I'm just like oh my gosh like my heart was so heavy like I yeah. couldn't 
continue doing on the service. And good thing it was a pedicure that time. And a lot of the times people are not very um, picky about pedicures. Yeah. So I asked my sister to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I just sat in my car. And cried. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just got chills because I know I would have done the same thing. And I called my husband and my husband just knows what to say at any moment. And I was telling him about the situation and then he just made me feel better. And yeah. like like you said, we just have to shake it off yeah. and then make sure that we're good for the next client because it's not fair if we're in a bad mood. And yeah. when we do a, a crappy service for them, it's, yeah. it's just not fair. Even today, I was like, this didn't have to do with clients, but I was just having a bad morning. Like I just feel still kind of like all over the place, like postpartum. I was like, nothing was wrong. I was just having a bad day. And I'm like, I have clients this afternoon. Like I have to like, get myself together. And I literally just kind of like calmed down. I did my makeup, my hair. I'm like, okay, I feel better. And then I'm like, you have to just put on a smile, like yeah. no matter what just happened or what day you've been having. Cause yeah, I know I've been to people before and I'm like, they were in a bad mood yeah. or like that was their energy was off, you know, and you have to stay happy, go lucky no matter what's going on. So there is like the stress of that too. But like you said, we get so close to our clients. It really is. It's fun. You get to watch all their you know, their marriages, their kids, or yeah. it's, it's fun to kind of do life with them. And they get excited for you on your big things. Yes. Like, so that's, that's like so rewarding to me. Yeah. Do you have any uh, advice for other service providers out there? I would say my biggest piece of advice is, and I do not mean this ugly, just worry about yourself. Do not look your post the other day about, was it Chin Chin about? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel this to my core. Like, yeah. Uh, we there's so much room for all of us yeah. like no matter who's doing what like I've established a clientele you have established a clientele the girl that's two feet down the hall from me has a clientele like we are all doing our own thing and it's so easy I guess to get caught up and like you said you see someone's social media and you're like wait did I do that or like are they copying me or whatever it doesn't matter like yeah. you just do you and like you can recommend, like, I don't, I don't care if someone else recommends someone else or anything like that. You know, I have friends who are closer to other estheticians, you know, and it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to get my feelings hurt. That That's their client they've built up. And, um, it's just stay in your lane. Worry about yourself, I guess, is my main thing. It will take you so much farther yeah. and just don't, cause that's, you're just comparing and you have no idea what they're good at and what I'm good at, you know? So someone's going to come to you for one reason and come to someone else for another and you're still both great at what you do. Yeah, and I tell everybody that had worked for me and that's currently working for mm-hmm. me, it doesn't matter if that person ends up, you know, doing the same thing as you do. Yeah. They do not have your own mind. They do not have yep. your own personality. They don't know. The connection don't have, you've made yeah, with that client. Yeah. Your hands, your imagination, yep. your artwork. So don't worry about them. That's that's a really good advice. Yeah. Know? Just worry about yourself and make sure that you're constantly doing everything you can to better yourself from yeah. what you did from yesterday. Yeah. So keep the blinders on. You work like literally like eye on the prize, yeah, like whatever that. that is for you, whether it's being booked out six months, whether it's having consistent, you know, clientele, whatever that prize is for you, just focus on it. Keep your passion up. And that's all that matters. Yeah. What the next person's doing doesn't matter. Like you said, the hands, I, I love that because I feel like that's really in our world, like hair, makeup, nails, esthetician, that's your, that's your moneymaker. It's like your touch. So I love that. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's, there's so many people out there that's estheticians, that's a podcaster, yep. that's a makeup artist, nail tech, but there's nobody like you. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I you know. just have to keep improving yourself. Yeah. I love that. And I love, there's so many other estheticians. I'm like, I love you. Yeah. And there's a girl, there's a spray tan artist in town who I adore. I think she's so special. And she was out of town last week and she sent me one of her people. I was like, Oh, I love Thank that. You. And she was like, okay, yeah. I, I need a spray tan. I need to come see you. I'm like, okay, I need to come see you. I'm like, I wish it could all, we could all be like that yeah, you know so yeah. I think that's very special if we could just all just get along <laughs> yes yeah I think it's so important and mm-hmm. like it's tearing down other business owners other women it's just it's not my thing no it, sh- it shouldn't be anybody's thing no it's not it's not right yeah I mean god it's hard enough being a woman out here like let's like all have each other's back and um just I'm just so I just want everybody like women positivity lift up other women like I love that yeah we are in my opinion, the superior gender, <laughs> like we, we need to unite, not like, you know, yeah. be divided against each other. So yeah, um, it's hard to do. I know it's easy to fall into that trap in the beauty world. Don't fall into it. Yeah. Stay, be the bigger person. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was I'm a good question. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Um, is there anything else that you would like to cover in this podcast? I feel like I covered it all. Oh, um, yeah. Like I said, I feel like I was kind of all over the place, but I think you did good. Good, good. I know. I was like, like I said, I was talking to my husband about this. I'm like, I don't even know where to begin, you know? Yeah. And then even part of me was like, do I even want to talk about what happened with my mom? Because it's not that it's a private thing. It's just like, I don't know. I didn't want people to be like, why is she talking about that? Yeah. Or like, why or like would she feel so sorry for you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like, that's so sad. Like, yeah. and I, that's not at all what I meant. Like I said, I just, um, it's just a crazy story and you know, it's what made me who I am today. And, uh, like I said, being a mom is like the greatest thing in the world that's ever happened to me. And I credit that. So who I am as a mother, I credit to her. And I think the coolest thing about being a mom is, I know how much I loved her. And to think that he loves me that much. I'm yeah. like, what? That is like crazy to like, she, I love her more than anything in the world. And like, there's like a little boy that's going to love me that much one day. Or he does, you know? Yeah. So I just think it's so special. I want everyone to be a mom. Yeah. If you want to. I, yeah. I know not everybody wants to be, <laughs> yeah. but um, I just wish I wouldn't have been so scared of it. You know, I think I probably would have tried to do it sooner. Whatever we do, I feel like we're never ready until we're put we're put in that situation. Hundred percent. That's because, why we put it off. I'm like, we need X amount of money yeah. in the bank. I want this lined up. I want to be in this house. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, as long as you're trying and mm-hmm. you love fully, heartedly love your child. Yeah, and just hundred percent take you know take care of them. Yeah, for sure. I, I love. I love my kids. I get yeah. so teary every no, time I talk about it. I can't believe I, I have not cried, like, <laughs> really, like, broke down crying because I literally, like, will look at a picture of him and be like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Because it's just, like, there's just, you can't explain it. And, yeah. like, even, like, pregnant. I have a friend that just had a baby yesterday, and she was like, oh, I love him. I'm like, I'm not saying you don't love him, but wait till you meet him. Yeah. Like, you are going to just die like yeah. you cannot or like i was like i love my dogs my friend's like okay like yeah. just wait till you like have a human and i'm like yeah. i know but i love him so much no because i'm like throw the dogs out yeah. i don't care i want all the kids <laughs> Not really, i love my dogs every stages that they go through it's just amazing it's hard yeah it's gonna be like so hard and very challenging yeah. but you're gonna enjoy every every bit of it and make sure you enjoy every bit of it because i know they grow so fast this is what can make me cry because i'm just like I know six, seven months sounds so young, but so much has happened in that yeah. amount of time. And I have an album on my phone and I'll, every now and then, like if he's asleep, I'll like look through it. And I'm like, what? I rushed that like that night or that phase. Like, you know, that when they're waking up every two hours, and you're like, oh my God, when is this going to end? I would literally like die for him yeah. to like have to hold his neck up again yeah, and like burp him. Like, yeah. And it's just, oh, and now he's like eating solids and I've like rushed the puree like I'm, i've rushed everything and i'm just yeah. like slow down mm-hmm. and enjoy this because like he's not gonna be here one day he's gonna run off and get married and forget about yeah. me <laughs> hopefully not my so. my 12 year old daughter and my 11 year old son they can pick me up oh like, my gosh they can literally what? Carry i can't even fathom that they're huge uh-uh. my, my two older ones i don't post a lot of my kids online yeah um but they're they're huge. And that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people think I just work so much and I, I don't ever, like, spend time with my yeah. kids. But I do have a personal um Instagram. And yeah. I'm on there. My, I'm telling, like, my, my, I get so teary. My, yeah. my kids are my world. Like, they're my, my reason. very reason. Yeah. yeah. For everything that I do every single day. I wake up every day. I thank God every day that they're healthy. Yeah. That they're here with me, you know? So, no, it's like, the, <laughs> no, literally, I wake up and I'm like, Thank you, Jesus. Like you gave us another day with this precious baby because it is just so like that's something I never thought to pray for is like his health. I'm like, oh, thank you, God, that he's healthy. And like he opened his eyes this morning, you know, like that's just such a gift because not everybody has that, you know, and even just to have a baby is such a gift from God. Like, oh, my gosh, like it's just the greatest thing ever. And like you said, it's so funny. You're like, I feel like people think this and it's like that. that's what social media makes us yeah. do. who cares like, yeah. but I do the same thing I'm like oh this looks bad or like like I said I was out of town this weekend and it was two weekends in a row and I was like oh people are gonna think I'm such a bad mom yeah. I'm like I'm a great mom yeah. like you know and it's just so hard because the devil puts those thoughts in your head because yes, they don't they don't want you to he doesn't want you to be a good mom or they think you're a good mom yeah and we are we show up every day for them yeah and we're their literal world yeah I feel like um, at the end of the day, as long as your kids know that you're a good mom, yeah. your kids tell you that you're a good mom. Yeah. You're a good mom, period, no matter what anybody yeah. says. And that's all they know. Like, we grew up eating. I mean, we weren't poor, but we yeah. weren't 
we did not have like like I vividly remember my mom opening the back door like hoping her car didn't get repoed like we were paycheck yeah. to paycheck and like I loved a good old sloppy joe and Vienna yeah. sausage like yeah. I did not need that yeah like I that was like amazing to me you know yeah. and my husband and I were raised very differently. So he, it's just funny because I'm like, I don't want him to think we have a dime in the bank. Like yeah. I want him. And that's also the mom guilt. You want to like give him everything in the world, but you also want him to value a dollar yes. and, you know, be humble. Oh God, I, I dread like middle school years when they want like Yeezys and Air Force Ones. And yeah. I'm like, no, you're going to wear Walmart <laughs> shoes, <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> so anyways, yeah, it's like, it just shows you like, when you're rich, like rich has a whole new meaning to me now as a mother. Like, I don't care what I have in the bank. I don't care what my house looks like. Like rich is having, like holding your baby in your arms and like having someone you love, like my husband, like a good partner, like your faith. Like I feel the richest I've ever felt in my life. And I never thought I would be like this. You know, I never thought this would fulfill me the way it has. Yeah, that's amazing. Kids really change you. Oh my gosh. I'm and just if you knew me last year, yeah. you don't know me. Like I'm like, <laughs> throw it out. Like yeah. I'm not the same. Yeah. I love it. I just I love my kids. Do you have any um message or like advice to working moms for working moms? Oh gosh. Yes, I guess. Um I guess my main thing I've experienced my mom almost, you know, working too much. And then me kind of dialing it back a little bit. Just know that you can never get these days back and no job is worth like missing out on important moments. Like my mom, I mean, she did work a lot, but she never missed an assembly. She never missed a field day. You know, she was at every single thing and there were kids whose moms never, I never saw their moms, you know, yeah. and they'll never get those days back. There's no job in the world that is that important. You can find a job. You can money will come and go, but they will replace you tomorrow. You yeah. know, your family and your kids is the most important. And I just I think we get caught up a lot on I thought there's a I don't know if you remember there's a viral post that was going around about, you know, providing for your family or whatever. And people were, you know, defensive on both sides. They're like, I work my butt off and I'm I'm home at eight o'clock so my kids can have XYZ. And it's like, you're missing the whole point. Yeah. Your kid doesn't need a four-wheeler and an yeah. Xbox if you're not there. Like, you know, my dad was never there before my mom. And he, to this day, regrets that. Like yeah. he lives with so much regret because of that. He would change it in a heartbeat if he could, because he was always gone. So if it's, if it's one or the other, and if you have to budget a little bit tighter, or not get them the Xbox or the Yeezys, just be home with them. Like, yeah. I, I wish my, someone had told my dad that when he was younger. He missed everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, until we were 11. And my mom was there for everything. So just working moms, stay working, but balance it as much as you can. Yeah, I so, love that. Yeah, it's hard. This morning, I went to my daughter's Christmas snack party thing. Yeah. And it was so sad because, like, all, most of the kids, they're like, oh, my mom didn't come. Or, like, are you Paisley's mom? Oh, like, yeah. She's like, like, I'll be your mom. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. And then I was just, like, sitting on the table and I... The girl, the little girl um, next to my daughter, she she was just like, I wish my mom was here. And oh, I'm my just gosh. Like, it just broke my heart. That is so sad. Because, like, no matter what, no matter how much I work, I'm going to be there yeah. with um, ceremonies or, like, luncheons, yep. breakfast, whatever, whatever the school has going yeah. on. Like, I'm going to be there. I'm quick to cancel my clients. Yeah. And if I'm something so, pops up. Yes. Yeah. But I'm so, so grateful for my clients. That understand it. Yes. Mm -hmm. That they're very, you know, very understand. We okay. have his his little Christmas party is Friday. And yeah, he's six months old. But my husband was like, you're going to go? I was like, yes, yeah. I'm going to go. Like, I don't know if he's going to remember this or not, but I'm going to be there. Yeah. And I'm going to show up for him. Like, yeah, he's not even eating. His teachers are eating. But it's just a matter of being present. and. Yeah. I, I don't, it does matter, you know, when they're, even when they're that little, they he lights up when he sees me, you yes. know, he knows you're there. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to a little, uh, I'm going to hang out with three month old and, and six months old on yes. or six month olds on Friday, but whatever I'm there for him. Yeah. And other, other moms are coming too. I'm like, yeah, good for us. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any last words before we end this? Uh, all I'm thinking about is I'm like, I hope I didn't say anything to offend anybody. That's like, my, those are my last words. I'm like, if I offended you, I'm sorry. Um, no, I'm just, I'm really excited to have had a platform uh, to talk about my amazing mom and the journey that I've been on. And um, if there's anybody out there that's thinking about 
making a career change. It's thinking about, because I, I didn't go to esthetician school till I was 26 or seven and I had been graduated, you know, so that was scary. But if you're looking, if you're not happy in what you're doing, there are other options like look, go chase that dream. You know, you're never too old to go be a business owner, to go own a boutique, go, go back, go get to nail school, like do what you want. It's you have one life, you know, yes. it's just your, your happiness is like the utmost important thing in the world. Yeah. I love that. Yep. <laughs> That's my bow out the end. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time and sitting yes. with me and talking with me. I really love talking me to too. you. Thank you so much. We were both so nervous and it I literally flowed yeah. so naturally. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much once again. Thank you. Oh, that was so fun, Jessalyn. <laughs>